Welcome to the motherfucking podcast, y'all. Y'all already know the motherfucking vibes. You got that young boy Jew, aka Young Reezy, aka Young Horse Choker, aka that young shorty with the 40, so don't get it fucked up. And we also got my boy. Y'all already know who it is. It is your host with the most, Nate on the mic. And we got a special guest today. He is a recording artist, he is a vocalist, he is a songwriter, he is a producer and entrepreneur. He is an artist that creates music from hip hop to EDM and beyond. He's an Atlanta native from the dirty south. He is Tez Immortal. Man, what's going on with y'all? What's going on? Thank you for having me. So I got a lot of questions uh, for you today. I've called this 21 questions. <laughs> okay, 21 <laughs> questions. So tell us about your upbringing in Atlanta. Man, it was a lot. I stayed in a lot of places. I, I was, I'm a native yeah. of the west side. So that's where I'm from, the west side. Zone 4, uh, Cascade, Calvinton Road. Mm. My whole family, Ben Hill, my whole family from there, my mama, my grandma, my whole family from over there. Um, then I moved to the South Side, and I think I spent a lot of 10 years on the South Side. So really the South Side is like home to me, just like mm-hmm. the West Side. Yeah. Um, and right now I'm on the East Side. But you know, coming up in Atlanta, man, it was cool. It was a lot of shit to do, a lot of parties. Um, it's a lot of shit, you know, that's different now. You know, that wasn't then, but for the most part, I liked like, it. Like though. what? I had to lean back. <laughs> let me lean back and bring it. So let me see. Where do I start? All right. So, all right. Underground. Mm-hmm. That's gone. Yeah. West End used to be popping. The mall. It's yeah. trash now. Greenbrier used to be popping. Yeah. It's trash now. That's facts. Uh, South Cab used to be popping. It's trash now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, shit. Then, all right. Let's, let's go to the clubs. On the west side, they had Tropicana. They had... Uh, the old deja vu, man. They had Foxy Lady. Foxy Lady, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. But they had uh, man, so many on the south side. They had the old Ritz. Then they had the Oceans. Man, it was just, it's just it's so much that done changed. And then even aside from that, you know, it's just it's different. It's just it's not. See what it is is everybody moving to Atlanta for the appeal of Atlanta, but Atlanta ain't the it, it's still popping, but it ain't what it what everybody is, what it became. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know the shit that made people move here is not like that no more. So let me ask you, know you since you uh like dead native from Atlanta, where do you think Atlanta fucked up at? Oh man, I don't want to sound like Trump, man, but. I think a long time ago we should have built a motherfucking wall, man. But how many folks leaving? No, I'm fucking with y'all. Controversial. <laughs> kept all the motherfuckers out. Should have kept Freak Should have got them, oh, man, a lot of shit. <laughs> freak Nick would have been like controversial today. Man, like, like, now, sure. man, I, it couldn't be no Freak Nick right now. It'd be yeah, too many shootings. Yeah. Like, it'd be like a hundred niggas dead every day of Freak Nick. A hundred, real talk. Like, real man. talk. But for real, I'm going to tell you what Atlanta fucked up at. Atlanta fucked up at trying to be, trying to stay a small city. And that's really what it was. They should have been expanding the train. They should have been extending the hours to a lot of shit. Like, I mean, it's a big city, man. Like, you know, I love my city. And I'd have been to a lot of different cities. Like, cities like New Orleans, man, them folks be up all night with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, Atlanta is that city. And I think that, you know, where it's going now, you know, it's, it's going in a good direction. But it could just be so much better. But, like, that's really where they fucked up at. 
So being an Atlanta native, um, what are the some what are some of the things that you love about Atlanta? Man, everything. <laughs> everything from the summertime to the sun to the women to the gas. You like this bipolar weather? Yes. I'm used to it, man. <laughs> you know, look, 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 I'm used to it. You know, just yesterday I was wearing a short sleeve shirt and a windbreaker. Today I got on a scarf. <laughs> I'm used to it though. See, you know, everybody don't know if you're from Atlanta, man. You leave the house with a tank top, a t-shirt, some gym shorts, a hoodie, <laughs> a jacket, a scarf, a hat. <laughs> right. You switch that motherfucker up if you have to. <laughs> How much would you say that Atlanta has molded you as an artist? Molded, man. I would say it's in my court, honestly. Um, and it's crazy because I. A majority of my fan base is from up north and Atlanta rocks with me heavy but just when I look at my streaming data I have a lot of people from up north and midwest rocking with me but honestly like I grew up listening to Phil Mob, Outkast, uh, Killer Mike, uh, CeeLo, uh, Kilo Ali, uh, N- uh, DJ N- and Envy. Man I just I grew up listening to a lot of native atlanta sounds and um i feel like it's really at my essence you know it's at my core and i I do pride myself on being a lyricist but i still also you know i like to play with the words with it and i feel like that's something that you know back in the day when you listen to you play outcast back and forth you hit a word play you hit a lyricism you hear the allegory you hear the imagery you know what i'm saying you hit a references you hear the metaphors like and you gotta appreciate it and even in all of the party tracks from back in the day from Atlanta, it still had meaning, it still had motives, it still had motivation, it still moved the generation forward. You know what I'm saying? And every generation of music from Atlanta pre- previous birthed it, the new generation for over what, two, two, three decades now. It's been like, what, 20, 30 years. You know what Damn, I'm saying? You wrote on that shit. You ain't lying about you that. You know what I'm saying? That. So that's, that's where I'm at with it, and that's what I'm trying to do now for the next 10 years of Atlanta. You know what I'm saying? Because somewhat they feel like, you know, in Atlanta, we don't we don't got lyricism, we don't got bars, we don't got content, and we do. You know what I'm saying? We do, and we got it all. Like, let me ask you, since uh, a good bit of your fan base is from up north, do you feel like you would incorporate that up north sound into your music, or do you feel like you would outsource and try to be on a couple of features from up north niggas like albums and stuff? Oh yeah, man, I'm open to it. I'm a real big fan of the drill movement up north, the Chicago drill, the New York drill. Um, I'm a real big fan of how they put the beats and the wordplay together. And I actually, I'm actually working on a couple of my version of drill music, you know, um, all in the line with my brand. But, you know, I'm open, man. I work with anybody. Man, I work with somebody from Africa. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. Like, and I'm being honest with you, man. I, um, That's real shit. Yeah, like real shit. Like I make music, you know what I'm saying. So if we doing country, we doing country. If we doing techno, we doing techno. We doing EDM, we doing EDM. We doing pop, we doing pop, lo-fi, whatever. You know what I'm saying. The whole goal is to really just, you know what I'm saying, to do music. You know what I'm saying. So as somebody that actually respects the culture for what it is, like being from Atlanta and being like loving hip hop and shit. <laughs> if there's one thing you could tell the younger generation when it comes down to being artists, what would it be? a lot but what i will say what i the the best way i could sum it up is you know man be authentic you know that's what hip-hop is that's not what it was it's what it is it wasn't about being a nigga with the biggest chain or the most money to your ear it was about being you 
know what I'm saying? Like, if you think of all of the greats who really did it, it's because they was them. They was different. Biggie was so different than Pop. Nas was so different than Jay-Z. Mm -hmm. Like, Tip was so different than Gucci. Like, that's what made them characters. They weren't acting. They was being them. Mm -hmm. So how would you des uh, describe yourself as an artist for someone who's probably never heard of you before? I wouldn't describe myself, man. I'd tell them, just listen. What is the feel of your music? I can go a lot of ways with that. Um, it depends on what they're listening to. But if I want to sum it all up, I guess the whole wave of what I'm on is like new age progression, you know? Um, yeah, like moving forward, man, getting, getting, like changing your mindset, like wealth mindset. Like, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to say without saying too much, but you know, it's a lot of ways that you could skin a cat, but <laughs> if you too busy worrying about the next man and what he doing, and trying to emulate what you like what we spoke on earlier you know i see too many people trying to get money the way they seen the next man get money and people need to focus on their their lane mm -hmm. and they need to invest in that and that's what's going to be the new steve jobs and you know the new phenomenon that's coming that's going to be coming up you got yeah. it you know what i'm saying and that's what i you know that's how i feel about it so what do you think separates you from other artists <laughs> a lot uh, my authenticity my style and that's just me being big-headed and ego-minded but <laughs> you know i gotta throw that a little bit of that in there but um it's just my energy man you know i come with a real authentic energy man like it's been a long time since people felt this type of energy i don't even think they make them like me no more you know what i'm saying like in this field with hip-hop i'm just so authentic and real is different than authentic you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. like i'm me no matter what win lose draw i'm me you know what i'm saying and when people hear my music and they see me and they meet me they're going to understand that this is real authenticity i'm giving them 100 percent. so from your opinion what would you say would be your best song that you've worked on or released? Hmm. Don't give me the bullshit. Well, I, I don't. I don't. Don't give I me some generic ass answer like, "Oh, all my shit hard, bro. Just go check that shit out on iTunes." Like, nah, bro. <laughs> like, I want a real good answer, my boy. Yeah, let's get into it. It's so hard for me to say which one is the best, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because, all right, so I got songs like Third Eye. Third Eye sound like a party track, but it's really a track about transmutation. It's a track about elevating your lower level metals to your higher metals. If you really listen to what I'm saying, see see the intentions I set my intentions. I know I'm going to make it a hat premonition. Loosen my dreams as I travel in spirit, but I, I set it up to hit your ears like a party track yeah. so I can plant those seeds. Right. That's on a whole nother wave than Pogo is on. Pogo is more so on a Get it up, get going, get it up, get going, get it. Get so you're saying you like it, them for like different it. reasons? Well, yeah, that's that's me as an artist. You mm -hmm. know, um, I like to take my listeners on a ride, on a journey. You know, because um, that's what life is, and my music reflect that. It's you know, one minute you're gonna be up, the next minute you're gonna be down. One minute you may need motivation, one minute you may need to chill, and so I want to be able to hit every single element of that. You know, I got Karate Kid, 
for people who feel like they're in a place and they can't get out. You know what I'm saying? It's all about preparation. Yeah, you beat your charge. You defied our lies. You know you a God. Yeah. You know, um, you know, premise. Um, that's about, you know, when you feeling like you down and out and you feeling like nobody really understand where you're going, you know? So every song is on such a different spectrum it's hard for me to say which one I like the most because, like you said, I like them for different reasons. Mm -hmm. But if I just had to pick one, I would have to pick two. <laughs> it had to be Third Eye and Pogo. Right now, that's you know my favorite two, Third Eye and Pogo. So do you have a least favorite song? Oh, yeah, but I don't release those. <laughs> <laughs> I can play a lot of them for you, though, but <laughs> I don't release them. What reasons, like... Um, what do you have for not releasing songs? Um, for me, it's, it's a lot of it is I'm real critical on myself. Like, mm -hmm. I got a mixtape I dropped maybe two years ago called Quarantine. And all of that was music that was like six years old. And that was mm -hmm. all music that was never going to be released. All, all so who made you so, release it? Uh, well, we was in a quarantine and <laughs> I was working with, back when it first hit, I was working with this guy. I was feeling, um, Get in the studio with shot the Nest Records, man. Uh, Nick, real good guy. He um got a couple Grammys under him and was really mm -hmm. like finna work with me. But um back when the pandemic really hit, you know that slowed everything down for him. Yeah, a and, lot of um, people. Yeah, a lot of people. And so for me, I was saying to myself, oh man, I can't get in the studio. I can't, you know, get caught up and left behind mm -hmm. in a rough of the pandemic so immediately um you saw i got it everything drop. i got I'm, I'm shooting all my arsenal out then right after that i dropped the single and right after that i did the video mm -hmm. because i meant that i was not finna get swept up in this pandemic that yeah. was not finna affect me and what i did know is this that the pandemic was either going to make or break people and it was going to slow the entire world down and only the real entrepreneurs the real hustlers the real mm -hmm. go-getters was going to be able to shine through the pandemic and here we two years in and i've been doing nothing but growing you know and yeah. so that's just a testament to determination and just you know how serious i'm about this <clears throat> so I hear that you say that um, your favorite artist is yourself <laughs> but um, is there any artist that you think that you uh, take inspiration from really every artist I'm going to be honest with you because mm -hmm. this is the crazy thing um, so I hear a song from we'll say Future or Dirt uh, you know, just to name some relevant artists. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I listen to a lot of older music, and that's primarily what I listen to, but I rocks with the new wave, too. Um, you know, I'll give you a prime example. Uh, I got this one song that I'm releasing now. I'll play a snippet for y'all. Mm -hmm. uh, and what was that song? Expensive Pain by Meat Mills. Yeah. I fuck with that song so hard, yeah, right? Yeah, me too. And, uh... The song I made was my version of that song, but the the topic matter and the content is completely different. You would never be able to tell that, you know what I'm saying. That's mm -hmm. like I got a song called Drugs. My drugs, drugs was my was my rendition of a Gucci Man song. Drugs. You know what I'm saying? We on drugs. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But it's crazy because you you won't really hear a Gucci element because I don't. I don't emulate his style, but listening to some of his music made me, it inspired me to mm -hmm. make a song like that. Uh, Promise, I was really more so on my uh, 
T.I., uh, what was that album he dropped? That I'm Serious, his very first motherfucking album. I was listening to that, and I, it just put me in the mode. And I was like, <laughs> I remember when, but I ain't got no friends that Benjamin. My, it just put me in that yeah. mind. And so it's really, it, 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 like, I, I'll be honest with you, man. You could say three words to me, and that shit could probably inspire a song. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, man, my nephew, man, real, t- real talk, my nephew, oh, my nephew, uh, you uh, you met him, man, um, Zai, the one who made beats, right? A long time ago, he said some shit to me one day. He was all like, uh, "Oh, look, he was all like, um, what he said? He said, man, I'm a splash in this nigga, bitch." And yeah, it's shit. Look, I wrote a whole verse off for that. Real talk, man. My, my nephew, man, niggas, I, man, and nigga said, I, he said, I'm a splashing nigga, bitch. I wrote a whole song. I said, I splashing your girl like some water. She eat like zombie, like zombie. She walk up. I walk on water, my bridges they burning. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. okay. just, that, that, that's kind of yeah. fine. But I just, that, I just, but fine. you get what I'm saying? Like, I draw yeah, it from that, that anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just because I'm open and I'm receptive and I know that. You know what I'm saying? I know that everybody got a piece of the puzzle, and in order for me to get where I'm going, I got to be able to give my piece of the puzzle today, today puzzles that they building in order to receive my pieces, so we can all get to where we're going. And yes. that's the secret. You know what I'm saying? That's really what P Tip, uh, the nigga J Prince, uh, Jigga, all the people who are on Dre. Uh, years later, decades later, this is what they understood. They understood that it was about not just networking and knowing the people, but trying to find out how can I be of use to you building your pyramid. And I'm gonna come put some bricks on yours. You gonna put some bricks on mine. And we all building pyramids in the next five, ten years, man. We gonna have forty fucking pyramids, and we gonna have eighty people work for us. And you know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about. You know what I'm saying? So I just be open, bro. I be looking for it from wealth, and it just come. Like so, you know, you're gonna have to spit at sixteen, right? Yeah, man, you know, it, but it, I'm gonna it tell ain't gonna you, man, be right you know, now, though. it ain't gonna yeah, be right man, now, but you, you know, know. You, you know, you know, just getting you prepared for it, you know, just let you know it. I don't want to like spring it on you. Look, if, I, if, I, if I bum out, I bum out because you know, I'm much better with the pen, but you know, I still spit the 16, the freestyle, all the funny games. We'll see what come out. But, but if it's trash, y'all gotta cut it though. But oh well, we don't lie. If you don't spit but. a damn written, <laughs> but if you don't spit a written and keep it pushing, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Mean? A lot of people came up here and spit some written. <laughs> oh god, that's usually how it be and shit. So hearing that you um you pretty much grab inspiration from wherever, <laughs> um do you deal with creative blocks? All the time. Mm. All the time, like. All the time, but I don't force nothing though, bro. Like, you know, like I done been in the studio with guys that uh like play beating be like, We right into this right now tonight, we making a song and I'd be looking at them like, nigga, you right into that <laughs> shit tonight. <laughs> yeah. So I can't think of nothing until we play another beat. Right. You know what I'm saying? But that's how I am. It's like I have all right, so this this is my method, right? This is how I really write. I have three hundred beats, real talk. Like I probably download twenty at a time. And those 20 I'm downloading are 20 that I all have things that I've thought of something to. Mm-hmm. A couple bars to a hook, a couple bars to a verse. All right. Then from those, I pick which ones are the most captivating to me, like the ones that I could just go with, right? Yeah. And so from them, I probably get like 20 songs. Then from that, I get like five or 10 songs. And then from them five or 10 songs, the two or three I make could be a single. Then the other three I'm still writing to. And this is over a two to three week period. Mm-hmm. And so I only write the stuff when I feel it. If I don't feel it, 
I don't write to it. I go to something else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in a week's time, some weeks I might get 10 songs written, like two, three verses and a hook. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And in some weeks I might get one song done. You know what I'm saying? But I could sit here and tell like straight face, I got over 700 songs written, like hook, <laughs> verse, hook. You know what I'm saying? Wow. Like written, like, like written, ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Because of how I write. You know what I'm saying? And some of them will probably never be recorded. Some of them I sell it one day, hopefully. You know what I'm saying? And But that's kind of how I go. And like when I can't think of nothing, I don't stress it. I just, you know, I let it go because it's art. You know what I'm saying? It's art. You can't really, like, you didn't, they didn't force him to make the Mona Lisa like he was in his True. zone. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I aim to be at every time I create. Like, and I'm going to tell you, like, with Pogo, I was just having fun. Like, if you really listen to this, like, I was really having fun, like, joking. Like, I was kind of, like, poking fun at a type of genre. You know what I'm saying? Which yeah. I do a lot of. I do a lot of that as a as an artist. I kind of just not like ha ha ha, but more like let me put something together that isn't. How can I say it without sounding like an asshole? Like <laughs> just say it. I right, fuck it right. Fuck it right. Since y'all want some, since y'all want some bullshit, man. Let me get y'all niggas some bullshit. Right, and watch y'all eat this shit up, okay. and that's what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking fifty thousand streams in like two months, type shit. You know what I'm saying? Like Sheesh. one of the biggest songs I did so up so far. You know what I'm saying? And shout out to M37 Management because they really directed this, and it's a hard song. Girl, but you know, good. I'm like, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, Flo Dope, yeah, that's Johnson and Johnson, Stone Cold's Roman next Steve Austin, and the whole verse is repetitive. The first and the second verse is written in the exact same method. Like, the setups are the same. The way I did the bars are exactly the same. You real, they're giving these young niggas like some game right now. The game, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't a crap, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I set that shit up the same, bro, and it, it flow, you know what I'm saying? Like, it go. And so, um, you know, I like I said, I have fun with it. You know what I'm saying? Hell uh, yeah. So let me ask you, what was the age you felt like you was really stepping into your flavor and shit and you really started popping your shit? Man, bro, it took some years, bro. I'm not even going to lie to you. I started writing music when I was 12, man. I didn't feel like I was popping my shit till I was like 24. Like when I had my daughter, man. Like when I had my daughter, I don't know if something changed in me. I was just like, nigga, I'm a motherfucking boss, nigga. Like, that's how it is. So I found out I was, I was like, I'm 24, nigga. I'm paying my bills, nigga. I'm helping my mama. I'm taking care of my motherfucking kid, nigga. You know what I'm saying? I was, yeah, I was yeah. dating she had kids. I'm, like, I'm taking care of another nigga, kids. Nigga. I'm a motherfucking boss, nigga. Fuck I beat you. my charges, nigga. I'm, I'm talking, I start. And then from now, from now, bro, I just kind of like pushed it on my music, though. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like that, like, that's what, but then. You know, like where I'm at now, bro, it's 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 more about it's less about popping my shit now and more about, you know what I'm saying, getting my bag. Like and when I say get my bag, I mean like, you know, we all comfortable, we smoke when we want, drink when we want, we wanna go out and eat, we can go out and eat. We yeah. wanna get fresh, we can get fresh. You know what I'm saying? We smoke nothing but the best. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We travel when we want to, but I be smoking regular shit. <laughs> nah, not that shit. We were just on for I well, I can't that wasn't no regular. Yeah, I'd be smoking but, uh, that regular shit. <laughs> like I, I mean it. like I feel like I'm trying to get to now I'm trying to I am moving to the point to where, you know, 
it's like undeniable like wealth not rich but wealth you know what yeah. i'm saying and that's it's definitely really a difference where, definitely a difference and that's why i'm at now man i be sitting up and i be i just be peeping shit you know i peep at how people move i peep at you know where the money in the city is flowing i peep at you know how they just bought this company from out of state just bought damn near all the Camerton Road. You know what I'm saying? It's just and I and I'm and I'm understanding that it's a certain type of wealth I have to acquire. And so to do that I gotta move a certain way. And you know, music is just a stepping stone. Like, you know, this is a brick on this pyramid we building. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So that's you know, that's that's what I say about popping my shit though. Cause really the real popping gonna come when you ten years, twenty years in and you got so much wealth to where you can afford to have a yacht and somehow your yacht's making you money. And I'm just, you know, I'm talking outside of my neck, but... But it's still like you, know, you trying to manifest that shit. Yeah, and, and not to uh, weigh success by materials, but, you know, when you're really able to enjoy your time, that's when you know that you're wealthy. Facts. When your time makes money for you while you're enjoying your time. You know what I'm saying? And it's gonna take some time to get to that. A lot of people ain't gonna get to that. But I, I want more than rich. Like So let me ask you, so as an artist, what's some of your creative processes? Okay, so when I'm writing, um I write better when I'm in motion. So uh, I'll be in my car, I play some music while I'm driving. Um a lot of times though, and I'm gonna tell you, uh I just started doing this um the end of last year. Because half my time I was in a struggle when I was writing, right? And I feel like they created a lot of energy that attract people, right? Yeah. And um, so what I started doing was I started catching a bus and a train in the cold. <laughs> and in the rain, yeah. Like like I used to do back in the day. Like, you know what I'm saying? I used to be on my way to a little $8 hour job. When I stopped trapping, when I was trapping, I used to be on my way to the trap in the cold and the rain. And I used to wish I had a car and wish that I had money. And, you know what I'm saying? Like just random shit. Like a nigga used to wish that he could, you know what I'm saying, smoke good weed without having to sell it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? A nigga used to wish that he could cut his heat on <laughs> you know what i'm saying like real talk in his car so i um i start i start putting myself in those situations again and i just you know play a beat put my headphones on be on the train looking at people you know what i'm saying early in the morning late at night in the rain and the cold and it do help me come up with a lot of my good stuff and um you know it just depends on where i'm at you know if i'm in a good mood i come up with something if i'm in a bad mood i come up with something i got a lot of stuff i'm working on right now though currently um I'm going into some fields I've never went in. Like, I got some deep music I'm working on. Like, pretty much done. Just have to record it and, you know, get the clearance to release it. And not really like the clearance because I have full creative control under my management situation. It's just um, when I look at the results I yielded before I got my management and I look at the results I yielded in one year's time under management with them, I kind of know they know what they're doing. Yeah. So I take their advice, you know yeah. what I'm saying? I might not agree with some of the stuff, like I want to drop a whole fucking project right now, you know what I'm saying? But I understand um, maximizing because I see, you know what I'm saying? I see where I'm at now and I see where I was at a year ago. So. You know so, what I'm saying? If, so, you know, since you big on manifestation and shit, go ahead and put this out in the universe. What features do you want 
within the next two years. Oh man, Put hands that down, out hands there. down. I'm doing, I'm doing music with Andre 3000. Facts. That's first, first and foremost. We need you, Unc. Yeah, like straight up three stacks. Well, yeah, yeah. I know, I, man. He real dude could like, be your nephew. Talk. Like that ass. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Come on, three stacks. Um, definitely, man. Definitely got to do it with with your boy Future, man. You know, he got the. <laughs> I can see that. I can nah, see that. bro, I, I can fucks see that. with future music. So he heavy, would give bro. you so much of a clout boost. Nah, I ain't, nah, ain't lie to you. Ain't even about the clout, bro. If, if y'all really listen to this man, this man be really like. Oh yeah, I know he, he be, be snapping. Yeah, I know bro. niggas don't he be listening. Be really dropping I know. bars on niggas, niggas bro. Niggas, niggas don't be listening. Yeah, they be, then, don't be listening to the wizard. Yeah, yeah, shit. I, I fuck with. I fuck with Ye too. I definitely do some music with Ye. Um, and I'm just you know. You said what? I said shout out to that man Kanye. Oh yeah, man. man. Shout out to Yeah, man. He going through something, man. Dante. Fellow Gemini, you know, but uh definitely Kendrick, Cole, Drake. Uh Girl, God damn, you naming some fucking <laughs> greats, nigga. I Shit. mean, what am I? I'm great. You know what I'm saying? I, I I'm I'm naming, I you know what I'm saying? That. I'm like, boy, uh, you but god. Definitely damn. baby. You know what I'm saying? Gucci, Guwap. You know, definitely with Guwap. So let me ask you, who do you think you had the best chemistry with on the track? Judging off of their music. Mm. That's the crazy thing. I see I named everybody because like I said, I feel like oh. where my music at, see, that's the thing. Okay. I got see with with Gucci, we gonna do the street shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm on Counter Road right now. And I'm talking shit. <laughs> we don't count the road, y'all. We're on the south side. But um um, you know, with Guwap. I feel like we'll connect on a certain wave with three stacks. I feel like we'll connect on a certain wave. Um, if I had to pick like one, I'll be fair since you were Gemini. Two. Okay, bet, bet. I man, it's hard. What I had to say, three stacks and future. I, I can respect that. I can respect That's that. That's what I had to say. I thought you forgot about us. <laughs> I, I never forgot about us. <laughs> so. And that was like pulling teeth answering that question, man. Nigga <laughs> 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 might have to dig pock up, boy. For a future, man. For real. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you could tell your younger self one thing to prepare yourself your your yourself now i guess <laughs> for this journey that you're um this mu- musical journey that you're on now what would you say stop selling drugs stop selling drugs <laughs> you know we heard the exact opposite to the same answer <laughs> hell no nah. hell no nah. that shit set me back bro like i ain't even gonna lie man i caught man i caught a drug jack with charge bro i was mm. on probation for six years and i can't even stay you know what I'm saying? I still did what I wanted to do, but it was just like the stress that it put me under. It put me under, you know what I'm saying? Uh, it made me like, because I know what I know more, because I know what I know about manifestations now. Yeah. I understand that for them six years, I was creating from a place of fear and scurity. And them six years, I could have been creating from a place of opulence and mm-hmm. sound mindness instead of feeling like my freedom was going to be snatched off from a bunny right. for smoking mm-hmm. a blunt 
uh, for not having enough money to pay these folks this money. You know what I'm saying? I'm locked up for selling drugs, and anytime I gotta pay you this money, and nigga, I was a drug dealer before you locked me up. The fuck? <laughs> yeah, how the fuck I'm gonna pay you? Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Then I gotta get this job, and come on now, like everybody say, you, it's a choice, but like I, I literally went through that shit, bro. Like it took me five to six years to get to where I'm at. You Would you say that was one of your lowest points? Um, nah. Cause I was young nigga, so I didn't I didn't give a fuck. Cause I didn't understand the scope <laughs> yeah. of it yeah, right. as I was going through it. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm looking back at it now, and I'm like, damn, I did that. I beat them charges because um, I feel like my biggest setback was women. <laughs> Ain't it all? Hell Ain't yeah, all man! Us? I invested so much money in these <laughs> these Atlanta yeah. motherfucking you beep, to the beep, choir. beep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 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 but um. You know, and shout out to my black queens, man. I love you. Yeah, for sure. I never, and I'm going to tell y'all, any woman hearing this, when I make my millions, I won't switch up and get a white girl. I promise. (laughs) I promise. Though, I I fuck with all races, but I I promise my my Nubian queens. Nah, but like, all jokes aside, though. um, um, All jokes aside, though. I second that. My my biggest mistake was um, not investing more in myself and my past. Like, you know, I was just so ignorant to a lot of shit, and I had a lot of money, and I could have did a lot of shit with it. And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, instead, I just threw 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 money at strippers and hmm. bought cars. And <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not lying to you, but I got stories. But I got stories, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like how I, true is it that women love rappers? Oh, that's very true. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why women love rappers? I don't. Niggas, niggas think it's the chains and the swag. It ain't that. Women love the creativeness and the differentness. And the, the these, you know what I'm saying? Let me not say that, but let me say this. <laughs> uh, because, like, a lot of shit, you know, some things you just shouldn't say. And I'm and I'm understanding that. You know, That's a every, fact. Ele- every height I elevate to, you know, I realize that it's a certain way you got to move. But um, what I can say, or what I will say, not what I can say, what I will say is that um, people feel like, oh, the chain and the this is what the woman wants. But it's not really that. It's the fact that you literally, you literally created a lifestyle out of the ether from nothing mm-hmm. from a fucking pen you know what I'm saying or yeah. from your mind right. you know what I'm saying and that's the real appeal to it like for instance with your podcast like you literally sat down and created this from the ether like this did not exist mm-hmm. so this is so understanding this is a whole dimension that just shifted into this reality right? because of what you birthed into your mind and so that's really what women love about rappers. But when you look at it and you, you know, combine it in all sectors, shit, women love goddamn technology moguls. They love goddamn uh, real estate agents. They love doctors. They love, but why is it? It's because. They got money. Yeah, security. <laughs> security purposes. Yeah, look, for some of these women, it's that, but real talk, like, for the real ones. It's because they're like, damn, this man just really made this shit shake from nothing. You know what I'm saying? And like, and I could, I could say that because it's been times I was fucked up and I had some baddies. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
but it's because I made shit shake, and that's yeah. that's what the appeal was. You know what I'm saying? So y'all niggas got to make that shit shake. Like <laughs> <laughs> real talk. Uh, well, let me ask a question real quick. Um, so what do you think is stopping you from reaching your full potential as an artist? Um, so I'm glad you said that. Uh, myself. I mean, I'm gonna be real. Um, I think we're all our biggest enemy. Yeah, I mean that's the reality of it. You can't, you know, if you had to ask me that like a year ago, I would have been all like, "Oh, niggas ain't trying to network," or "Oh, this or that." But now nah, mm-hmm. it's myself, man. Um, I hadn't been as consistent as I should have been. Like I dropped. Yeah, man, that was gonna right. be my next question: is why, <laughs> why so long between drops? Well. With the last, well, with the last drop, I was um, under a management deal with another company, and they were mm-hmm. a decent company. But it was some provisions inside of the contract that I overlooked, and I had to pretty much, you know, neo matrix that shit on the motherfucking ass. <laughs> I'm a smart ass guy, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? So I just had to wait a little bit. Um, and but it, within that waiting though, you know, I learned a lot. Um, about what to look for, what not to look for. You know, I, like I had a contract just sent to me from this one company, man. Uh, I can't say the name. Yeah, but I I can show it to y'all though. Mm-hmm. But it was some bullshit. Like these folks was talking about, like, like the contract was some bullshit. They was talking about like they retain the copyrights of my music. Mm-hmm. We were talking about some five hundred thousand dollars a year, and that's all I make. Like they retain all my money, and then when I go go, then I can they'll pay me a million a year. What? Like, like on some salary shit. But all but everything I sell, they keep and I and I still gotta pay them back the five hundred thousand dollars advance from the first year. Up like, until you go <laughs> gold? Up until you so so and it's tiers. So like you go like so you they, they pay you five hundred right, so boom, you release music, right? Mm-hmm. So this is how they did it. And they left and it, it was so bullshit, they left the years or the period or the duration of the contract open ended. So they can go in there and fill that bitch in, whatever. You know what I'm saying? And so basically, it's like we give you a 500k advance, right? Boom, you get that 500k. When you get that 500k, uh, from that first year, you're going to be able to make 500k every year. So if you go on a hundred, if you be if you be a big ass blow up sensation, right? And you go on a hundred city tour and they pay you 100k for every city, right? That's a million dollars, right? You don't get none of that because you already got your 500k for the year. Who was the record label? Who the record label? I can't tell you that. Uh, I can't tell you that. I'm sorry, man. It's so juicy. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm going to be real with you, bro. It's a, I will dirty, say this, is though. Is it young I money? No, nah, oh, nah. <laughs> hell nah. Hell nah. But look, no, I ain't, I ain't going to lie to this, though, man. Look, motherfuckers say what they want to say about baby, bro. But you see how oh, big yeah. NBA oh, yeah. young boy is? Oh, yeah. And he ain't even like, they don't even put him on the main sector. You know what I'm saying? But he, wait. I thought he wasn't signed to the um, baby. I thought he was signed to the uh, three three hundred uh, ENT. I mean oh, NBA, uh, NBA with uh, Atlantic. Uh, he with Atlantic now. Yeah, he with Atlantic. Yeah. But who ushered him into Atlantic? Facts, facts. You know what I'm saying? Bro, look, he and Aquarius, they living like that, bro. Like <laughs> him and Gates, bro, they living like that. I'm sorry, bro. Like them two niggas, they living like that. <laughs> but <laughs> like the fuck up. I will say this though, man. It, when the just it, it was it's a it, it is like a smaller independent label, but they got some big acts that we know about, like some relevant. Acts. Is it QC? Oh no, nah, I ain't QC. Ah, uh, really but but right but, now, fun, but look but look funny joke about QC, right? Uh-huh. I had somebody send me a fake a fake uh 
contract for them, right? Yeah. And I called. They were trying the, to scam uh, boy. Yeah, I called the the lady. What's her name? The main lady from there. I don't know. <laughs> What's her name? I, I can't think her name, bro. But y'all, Pete Gain. I, I fished all afternoon. I somehow found her fucking number. How? Call her, bro. I don't even know. Like, mm-hmm. and I, like, I swear this on my life. Like, I found her number. I called her. I was like, yo, this tells immortal. Somebody sent me a contract from QC. They said they uh Jeffrey Abrams. I'm trying to see if this contract real or not. They said, said boy, who the fuck? <laughs> nah, she was cool. She was cool. She was like, what's your name? I told her my name. Uh-huh. She was like, hold on. And she's like, nah, that's fake. She's like, no, we ain't send you nothing. Oh, okay. And she hung up the phone. Boom. Damn, Five minutes up. later, I sent her all my motherfucking links. Fuck is you saying? Yeah, I sent her all my okay. links. She ain't called me back, but I don't give a fuck. Get what? That number ain't her number no more. She changed it? Hell yeah, yeah, and I was still calling that motherfucker. Uh, fuck what, what you mean? You, you don't, man, you're not going to get through. <laughs> don't tell me until I caught up until I found out. You know what I'm saying? But it's all good, though. Because one thing about Two Things For Show, man, I just watched this video with Kanye rapping uh, When It All Falls Down in front of a label. And them folks got down just... Didn't give a fuck? Didn't give a fuck. Oh, so you did know. watch the documentary? Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I'm a, I ain't gonna lie, man. I'm yeah. a Yay fan, man. I'm a Yay fan. You know what I'm saying? But you gotta understand, bro. I'm from Atlanta. We watched the Falcons lose every motherfucking year since 1998. <laughs> and we still fans. So I don't give a fuck if, you know what I'm saying? If I'm, I'm, if a, I I'm gonna just let it. y'all have that. And I'm from Atlanta. Like, I'm gonna just let y'all have that shit. Right? Man, there's it, a lot I can say about that I shit. I been bro. gave up on the goddamn Look, Falcons. Default, man. I, I read this article. Default was all like, man, Atlanta said they was mad because. Uh, when the Super Bowl was held here, Maroon Five did the halftime show and had all the artists in Atlanta. They let Atlanta artists got down perform. I'm like, man, y'all motherfuckers should be mad. But y'all motherfuckers should be mad. We spent all this money on this goddamn big ass stadium, and these motherfuckers ain't brought us no Super Bowl in over 20 goddamn years. Like that's what I'm fucking mad about. Right? If they like, would have had Baby at the Super Bowl, they would have won. <laughs> 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 That's the problem. They should have had, had Future. They should have had Future performing all the halftime shows, man. Future just, and, and, and Lil Baby. Straight up. They gonna come out. And look at them folks. <laughs> I thought you forgot about us. I never forgot about us. So do you think it's necessary to um, uphold an image in hip-hop? Oh, yeah. Image is like, like where it is now. Like, definitely. Back then, like, you know, even I even said, like, prior to our generation, like, image was big, but people listen for talent. Yeah. That's what hooked people. Now, it's image first, and then, like, you could just put some shit together. Do you think that's one of the big differences between, like, uh, this generation and older generation? Um, no, nah, I think that... Let me put something I think that the difference between this generation and... And the older generation is, I think that the older generation has something to prove. And uh, the older generation has something to prove because um, people wasn't allowing them inside the door, so they had to force their way in. Mm-hmm. And because of the way and the roads that they paved, a lot of this new generation don't really appreciate that. And because of that, you have people that just kind of like slut the culture. They don't give a fuck yeah. because it's easy. It's fast food to them. But, like, this shit was soul food to us. Like, we ain't have shit but music. Like, yeah. we ain't have fucking YouTube or fucking iTunes and goddamn 
what I'm saying? You couldn't yeah. just motherfucking turn on on a screen and watch a motherfucker view, video. Like you had to get out of school and, and go home and sit your ass down and watch Hot 1079 <laughs> to hit to hit a new shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. had to be listening to the fucking radio at the right time to yeah. hear that hot song come out. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. this all that's all like that was the game. Like that shit taught us crack. That shit taught us swag. That shit taught us like how to feel about ourselves when we was fucked up and our lights was off and we were goddamn getting dressed to fucking sunlight at 8 o'clock in the morning, 7 o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Like, that shit, real talk, like, made you feel good when, goddamn, you had to wear busted ass shoes every motherfucking day. Yeah. And you hear about a nigga that got a million dollars, they had to wear bust shoes every motherfucking day. It made you feel good. It right. made you feel like, all right, man, I can goddamn get this. I had these butter shoes right now, but when they see me next time, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm be rolling, pitch me rolling on the ass. So, yeah. and I feel like, I feel like a lot of music lost that. You know what I'm saying? That's why, like, it'd be hard for me to say like who my favorite artist is because, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's what I be looking for when I listen to music. You know Do you what I'm feel saying? like social media is to blame for a little bit for this? Uh, I mean. I feel like it's so easy for people to blame shit for themselves. Like, mm -hmm. social media is just an outlet. Like, ain't nobody got to plug into that shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But now, and this is the fucked up part about it, whenever you get so many people that plug into a system, now the people who don't want to use the system are forced to use the system in order to move forward or move themselves forward. Yeah. Because you can't, and, and this is another thing, like, because it's like a double-edged sword. Because times change and shit change with the times. And in order for you to be able to continue to be substantial and make money, you got to be able to change with the times. Mm -hmm. So I'm not one of them folks where I'm going to be like, oh, the old is just always better. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of shit from the old that I do feel like was better. But, you know. It's, it's certain things also from today that's better. That's well. way better. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of shit from today that's way better. And I just feel like. You know, it's all about really survival, man. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to be the lion that was the king of the jungle in 1989 because the shit that made you the king in 1989 ain't going to make you the king in, in 2039. So you got to be able to appreciate what was, you know what I'm saying, appreciate what is, and be able to, like, transmutate to what will be. You know so what I'm do saying? You think, so are you more accepting of the younger generation? I wouldn't say accepting. Uh, I'm more understanding, though, because I grew up on the cusp of it. I'm still a young nigga to, to old niggas. <laughs> you know what I'm nah, saying? I'm being real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, like, I feel like, I mean, I understand, like, even right down in the shootings. I don't agree with that shit, but, like, I grew I was right there with them niggas in the trap. Like, I'm one, two, three years older than these niggas. So it's like... I understand the mentality because, like I said, it's like fast food now. Nigga, I ain't finna fight you. Nigga, I ain't finna get sweaty. Nigga, I ain't finna goddamn yeah. be sore. Nigga, I'm finna shoot your ass. Nigga, like, and I don't agree with it, but I understand the mentality. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, not understand, like, accept it. But, like I said, we all in the jungle, so you got to be able to, to to understand the mindset of the next predator that's next to you so you don't True. become the prey. You can't just negate the shit. You can't be like, oh, I don't like the monkey because they sling shit. Like, you got to understand why they slinging the shit. You know what I'm saying? In order to fuck avoid that, the shit. If they slinging shit at me, I'm going to be like, bro, fuck the monkeys. Nah, but I'm saying, <laughs> but you can't say fuck it until you understand it because if you just say fuck it, you ain't going to know where the shit coming from. Shit just gonna be coming from all right, rich ways. Right, you ain't even right. gonna know if you in monkey territory. So right, you such a genius. You know what I'm saying? It's like I be I peep it. You know what I'm saying? I had I had, man, I had a nigga walk up, man. Real story. I had a nigga walk up on me. Uh, 
on Boulder Crest one day, getting off the highway. I had, I had, I had, a, uh, I had cut the 18 wheel off. This nigga got out his car on me. On everything I love, walked up to my car. I had my girl and my daughter in the car. This is like 2021. Summertime. Shit, like last year? Yeah, summertime. Yeah, what bro. I, uh, I had 1911 under the seat. Holmes, like, bro, why the fuck you cut me off? I look at him. I'm like, bro, get the fuck away from my car. He said, but why you cut me off, though? I said, bro, get the fuck away from my car. He was like, but I'm just saying, I could have fucking hit you. I said, bro, I looked at my little girl. I looked at my girl. I said, you finna have to go home. I said, bro, get the fuck away from my car. And then when I did that, he looked at me, and I looked at him, and he walked off. And it wasn't like I was trying to be gangster or hard. Nigga, you just walked up to my car, nigga. We getting off the highway. Like, we on the off-ramp. True. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, understand the type of time we on now. You know True. what I'm saying? And I always keep my head on the swivel, but that right there, that was a real eye-opener for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you cut a motherfucker off, they hunt their horn, middle finger, blah, 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 fuck nigga, blah, 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 pull off. Nah, man, it's a whole different type of time now. You know what I'm saying? Um... You know, and I, I'm thankful and grateful I didn't blame him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it was one incident. Complete other side note. I uh, almost blamed the nigga. My brother stopped me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm thankful and grateful for that. You know what I'm saying? There was other situations that happened that I can't speak on, but, like, them two situations I'm thankful and grateful for because I probably would have been, I wouldn't be here right now. You know what I'm saying? This is after I beat a 10-year charge and a 5-year charge and another 10-year charge and got on probation. Like, shit was crazy, bro. Like, my life is crazy, bro. Like God damn. Like a motherfucking soldier, you made it through it, though. Like, real shit. Bro. And you're here to tell that story. And though. I'm here, bro. Like, That's all that matters. I'm here, bro. And we and we thriving and vibing, man. Like, we ain't stopping. Yeah, that's all. <clears throat> so what's something that you could tell um, younger artists to do that has proved... Uh, Prove to you to be successful as far as their career goes in uh, music. Consistency, man. Mm. It don't matter if you. I'm just be real. It don't matter what you're releasing. Well, it do matter what you're releasing. <laughs> yeah. But consistency of what you do, though. Like, don't just spam people with a whole bunch of music. Don't just aimlessly release music. Have a strategy. But be consistent with your strategy. Whatever yeah. your strategy is, if you want to, you know, take the rush strategy and what was he saying, release music every two months, something like that. Mm -hmm. Be consistent with that. Right. If you want to do one song every six months, be consistent with that. But whatever you do, be consistent because ultimately, you know, to answer your question from earlier, that's what held me back within myself was my consistency. That's the reason why I had so long between my drops. You know, consistency. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm to to the point where I'm like. Not only am I going to drop music every year, I'm going to drop multiple songs every year. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'm not going to barrage people, but I'm going to give people enough content to right. where they can, I can retain a, them mm -hmm. as a fan base. Yeah, I feel that. So um, I want to say, I guess, besides consistency, <laughs> what, what is one thing that you would change about yourself as an artist? Mm, nothing. I'm me, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm me, and you know I I don't feel like I feel like every I I feel like I know everybody have their own time, and you know I ain't 
none of these other niggas out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm motherfucking me. And people either gonna fuck with it or they not. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But I ain't finna be something I'm not. You right. know what I'm saying? That ain't me right there. Like, and that's just what it is. And like I said, I feel like that's what sets you apart from people. You know, you being yourself, you got to be right. comfortable in your own skin. Yeah, like, individuality. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And that's what's going to make you stand out. So my last question, um, this is all I got. <clears throat> so what do you love about hip hop today? Big booty bitches. <laughs> <laughs> That's always been a thing. <laughs> um, man. Uh, so when you say what I love, what I love about hip hop, do you mean like hip hop that's out today, or what do I love about hip hop? The reason why I do hip hop, or both? I guess uh, both would be really good questions. <laughs> Alright, so what I love about hip hop, honestly, man, is just being able to create bro you know being able to get a message across in a uniform pattern it's like magic you know what i'm saying it mm-hmm. really is it's like for me to sit down for me to make these eight bars for my hook and these 16 bars for my verse and for me to actually have a central message and for me to give this out to you in style and in finesse with cadence and punchlines. you know what i'm saying that's like a big thing and as far as uh what I love about the new age of hip-hop, um, I like the diversity. You know, I like the differentness because i be honest with you, you know, 2010s, we wouldn't have thought that hip-hop would have went in the direction that it's going today. Some good, some bad, you know what I'm saying? But 10 years ago, motherfuckers felt the same way. 20 years ago, motherfuckers felt the same way. You know what I'm saying? When they was first making hip-hop, how you think the motherfuckers felt when I was listening to funk? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Facts. You're fucking up the, the culture with that hip-hop shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, and that's what we got to remember, man. We can't, we can't be so big trying to preserve the culture that we hold that shit back. True. So, what's one thing that... Oh, my last question. What's one thing that you hate about the culture for right now? Uh... That uh, monkey see monkey do shit. That unoriginality shit. That this nigga dropped a song about this, so I'm going to drop a song about this. Like, if all y'all famous ass niggas don't stop using the same motherfucking lingo and goddamn kissing each other ass and shit, man, y'all <laughs> folk better start dropping that real shit like y'all was motherfucking dropping. The reason why we fuck with y'all in the first goddamn place. Like, real talk, or just don't drop shit at all, cuz. Cause then you gonna Facts. make a way for a nigga like me. Matter of fact, man, keep dropping that shit. Cause a nigga like me on y'all asses for real, all along. And every nigga I named who I wanna do a song with, I'm on y'all asses too, straight up. I respect that. All right, so now we in a now we in a little motherfucking uh, gotta spit that little sixteen, my boy. Oh man, why I say that? So now, yeah. now I'm finna bum it. Now I'm finna bum it. And then they three seconds and be like, you ain't coming for me. <laughs> yeah. So go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. So we're gonna go ahead and let you uh do your thug thizzle, Mr. Tez Immortal. Oh man. Okay. 
all down in decimals. Fresher than the vegetable, leaf full of vegetables. Eat the cat, it's edible, my hood car credible. Made my own way when every way was inaccessible. Treat Benjamin and his friends as collectibles. Make shit stretch, not stretchable. Puff, puff, pads, bitch, medical. Dead presidents, it's electable. John Hancock's bitch, chest, it's illegible. Cruising through the city in the foreign. Love makes bitch, she was born. Yeah, I turned the whip to the headless horseman. Then I put myself like electrician forms. I was on the run, had warrants. I was on bummer, still thugging. Pock put the juice in his orange. Yeah, the 45 my insurance got no time for the. Ah! Damn. Damn. But that's all the time we have today, guys. Uh, it's been a great interview. I had the utmost of fun. Uh, thank you, Tess, for coming out. It's I been, appreciate y'all for having me, man. For sure, for sure. We definitely got to have you back. Uh, we definitely need you to drop more, man. When's the next project coming out? Uh, I do have a single that I'm dropping in the next month, month and a half. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty much all I can say right now okay. on that one. Um, but what I can say is that this year I'm going to drop a mixtape. You know, I'm not going to drop a project. I'm going to drop a mixtape. Okay. It's going to be all fresh material. It's not going to be five-year-old shit. It's going to be all fresh shit. Um, that's going to be more so near the end of the year. But I do got two singles and two videos I'm going to be dropping between spring and summertime. Okay. So just be on the lookout. I'm going to make an announcement on my Instagram and my Twitter when I um, get the dates lined up. So what's that? The Instagram and the Twitter. What's the, what name is Oh, that? yeah. So everything is Tez Immortal. That's T-E-Z Immortal. I'm from Atlanta, so I sound like it start with an E, but it start with an I. Tez Immortal. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Google, everywhere. All that shit. And you All can check shit. out my Instagram, H-E-S-G-O-A-L-S, He's Goals, as well as the 7 Daily Strains and 7 Daily Strains LLC, as well as the 7 Daily Strains.com. Um, new merch coming on the way. Can't say any days soon. Um, don't know what the fuck is going on as far as the design goes. So, uh, new merch coming soon. <laughs> and y'all already know what the hey, fuck going on. Y'all can definitely uh, <laughs> hit me on Instagram at http.gemini. And also, y'all can make sure y'all follow me on Twitch at that black guy Jew. And make sure y'all hit me on uh, PSN as well as that black guy Jew as well. So, you know, definitely make sure we shout out to everybody that taps in and listens to our podcast. We appreciate every last one of you guys for support. Without you guys, there would be no us. And we also very much so appreciate Tez for making sure he dropped in and spit that sweet 16 on our ass and shit and just blessing us with you know some positive energy and positive vibes on the podcast that's a dope name though black guy jew that black guy jew yes because right. <laughs> i am that black guy and i'm jew yes but you already know what the fuck going on you got chap that young boy jew aka young reezy aka young horse chugger aka young shorty with a 40 so don't get it fucked up and we go